Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Welcome to Quote Me, a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us, or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language and so glorify God. Let's begin. This week, listeners, you've just got me. We're taking some quotes that people have sent in over the last season. I'm really grateful for these two lines that I have not heard before, uh, one from C.S. Lewis and one from Mark Kane, who I was not familiar with. But that's why I love sharing quotes. I love to learn about the people behind them. I love to hear about where people have come across them. Um, in this case, I don't have where people came across these. I just have two quotes that people sent in. So we're gonna um, just jump in and see where it takes us. The first quote is from C.S. Lewis. A woman's heart should be so close to God that a man should have to chase him to find it. As a woman and a woman of faith, I think this is beautiful. I know in my marriage, uh, Christ has always been the center of our relationship. We met in youth group. Um, in some ways we kind of met over, we kind of got, I guess, involved with each other over prayer. Um, so this this resonates with me. This this feels very true to me. Um, but I wonder what it sounds like for someone who isn't in that situation, who doesn't have a close relationship with God. Um, it probably sounds a little far-fetched, a little unnecessary maybe um, for someone who doesn't have a relationship with God um, or doesn't have that relationship yet. So I wanna think about this quote outside. I know this podcast is about faith, but I wanna take it outside of faith for a moment. What does it mean to have a heart that is so close to God? What does that look like from the outside for someone who doesn't know God, who someone doesn't have a relationship with him? I think it looks like kindness. I think it looks like generosity and humility. I think it looks like joy. Um, I'm thinking of that song. Sorry if I'm getting this stuck in your head. They will know we are Christians by our love. I think that is really what can be so attractive about a person who is close to God, that there's love flowing into them. Their hearts are open to allow God to let his love and his mercy flow through them. Um, and then in the same way, there's that love flowing out of them and it's available to everybody. It's, it's, um, it's mercy and it's forgiveness, but at the same time, 
it's not being walked all over. It's not being um, submissive in the poor sense. Um, it's being humble and uh, generous and kind. I think that might be true of a lot of different kinds of relationships. I think when we meet someone and we um, have a desire to, to develop a, even a friendship with that person, even a platonic friendship, I think it's often that kind of thing that proves attractive as long as it's a relationship and goodwill, right? Um, and I also think from a, a romantic perspective, I think this goes the other way too, that a man's heart should be so close to God that a woman should have to chase him to find it. Um, I know that in our, again, in our relationship, the, the way that my husband is, uh, has a strong prayer life and he has that center of his life determined and set and established and it flows into so many of the other things he does his work his relationship with me the way that um, we're raising our kids that is so attractive because it's what we were made for it's what our hearts desire we want goodness and truth and beauty we want purity and faithfulness and righteousness and patience and kindness all those fruits of the spirit all those uh the virtues there are so many ways to to put it into words but it all comes back to being who and how we are created to be to be the image and likeness of god so i think this is a beautiful quote i think it's great for um people who are who are dating who are looking for a relationship people who desire uh marriage uh marriage and family life i think it's also something that's really important for those of us who have been married for a while to keep in mind life gets busy stuff gets in the way uh, we start you know with, with in our family we're raising five kids and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that there's a lot of schedules and there's a lot of discerning schedules which things are we going to choose to do how are we going to choose to educate them? How are we going to entertain? How are we going to take care of our minds and bodies and souls? How are we going to spend time together as a family? There are so many things that have the potential to surpass God as number one in our lives. Um, and that's something we have to pay very close attention to. We have to be aware of what is using our time and money and energy and our our spirits, where are our hearts, where are our minds set? So I think this, I, I, I did a brief search and couldn't find where this quote was written. Uh, there seems to be some question as to whether C.S. Lewis actually said or wrote it, um, but it's good for conversation. It certainly gives me something to think about. I think it can go in a lot of different directions. I think ultimately what makes one person purely attractive, attractive in a, um, in a non-sexualized way is that closeness to God is when we see God, the father imaged in that person. Um, so I think that's, it's something we can think about in romantic relationships, something we can strive for in friendships. Friendships have changed for some of us over the last year. Friends, maybe we haven't been able to see in person for a long time. Friendships that have um, fall, some maybe have fallen away because um, we're not in the same places at the same time. And maybe in other ways, we've seen more clearly which of the friendships in our lives are the ones that last through things like global pandemics, who are the people we're texting and calling and sending notes to 
who are the people we're thinking about and praying about? Who are the people who are praying for us throughout the day and throughout the week? Our world needs God. Our world has always needed God and it's always needed us to be disciples and to be witnesses of that. And so I hope this quote encourages you as it does me to keep my heart close to God and to realize that that is going to have an impact on my soul, but it also has an impact on the people around me, on the relationships that I have within my own home and in a broader sense in the community. So let's move to the next quote. Uh, this uh, from Mark Kane again, someone I'm not familiar with. I'm very familiar with C.S. Lewis. He's been, excuse me, on the show before. And this quote is from Mark Kane: The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. I'm going to say that again because this one I think takes a little more unpacking. The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. So the thing that sticks out to me first is you refuse to be a captive. It doesn't say that you necessarily remove yourself from the environment in which you first find yourself. That's certainly a possibility. And in some situations, that's going to be the right choice. But refusing to be captive means a move from the passive to the active. Maybe it means looking around at the environment that you're in right now today, especially if you feel stuck in some way, spiritually, professionally, personally, whatever, looking around at that environment and stop looking, stop, try to stop seeing the things that are getting in the way and start to see the potential and the opportunities. Um, when we are stuck and we do think, this is how this is just how the situation is there's not much i can do about it i'm in a rut or there there's things beyond my control and there certainly are things beyond our control most things are beyond our control except the way that we respond to things what in the situation that you're in right now is something that you can change or how can you change how you perceive it how you look at it sometimes the things that we think are getting us stuck the things that are closing doors in our lives that we wanted to be open are really allowing other doors to open that we wouldn't have walked through if we'd gone through the first ones. Did I take that metaphor too far? <laughs> I hope not. I think this is interesting. This environment that we're in, it could be your house. It could be your professional situation. It could be the whole state of the world, the fact of a year plus long pandemic situation. Are we going to choose to be captive of that? Are we going to choose to see the good things that have come maybe because of it, maybe in spite of it? But there have been good things this last year. It's easy for me to say, I guess, because we had our, our little Lucas last summer. So we had a bright spot waiting for us in the middle of the summer. Um, and he's been such a joy and such, I mean, watching a, a, a beautiful, strong, healthy baby grow and giggle and smile every day um, makes it easier to see the beautiful things in the world. But there are, there are so many other things. Maybe this, maybe this job that is hard that you're feeling stuck in that you can't find your way out of, maybe there's some skill you can focus on learning or improving right now so that you can move on to the next thing when it's time. 
or maybe um, a friendship that feels very stuck and it's it's hard. You're having some trouble having conversations or even connecting. Maybe it's time to look at it in a different way. Maybe maybe someone isn't really listening to the other person. Maybe there's something um, that hasn't been said and um, that needs to be addressed, something under the surface. Maybe there's something that, you know, sometimes these things, we, we think there might be something happening under the surface, but we're afraid to say it out loud. We're afraid of what might happen, but maybe it's time to ask some questions. Um, okay, so refusing to be a captive of this environment, um, it means you're gonna see it differently. And I think once you see it differently, maybe you're gonna say see different steps out of it or different steps through it. Um, the other thing I think is interesting in this quote is, it starts the first step towards success. You can't take a step towards success if you don't know what success means for you. My husband and I were having a conversation about this recently. What does success look like? Um, what does it look like, again, professionally, spiritually, personally, financially, um, health-wise? There are so many different ways that you can be successful. Um, running comes to mind. You know, I ran a, a virtual 10K last year while I was pregnant. And the goal time, the goal pace I had for that was very different than the pace I had set for myself a few years before when I ran a 10 mile race, which is longer, but I was not pregnant. <laughs> and I set a different pace for myself. And in both of those situations, I went beyond what I had hoped for and what I had worked for. And both of those were success, but even for the same person, I put them side by side. And because I was in a different stage and different time of my life, success looked different. I think we need to give ourselves that grace that success for us is going to look different at different stages of our lives. And we need to be honest with ourselves that success for us is not necessarily what success looks like for the person down the road or next door or on the other side of the country because we have social media and everyone feels like they're right next door. What does success look like for you? What do you want? What does your heart desire? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, especially if you've been feeling stuck. I've been seeing some articles online about um, the, the the mood, the tone of, of many people right now is this languishing rather than flourishing. What does it take for you? What, what would make you, what, how would you define flourishing for you? Or are you not sure? Is it something that you're set on or are you open to the possibilities that maybe flourishing next year is not what you thought it would have looked like five, you know, are you, maybe your five-year plan has, has changed a little bit over time. What do you want now? What does your heart desire? And how can you get there? If there's something in your path right now that feels like it's a stumbling block, look at it again. Is it really a stumbling block? And maybe it is. Or is it the next step toward whatever the next beautiful thing God has in store for you? Well, thanks again to Kathleen and Dora for sending in these quotes. Um, if you missed last week's episode, I hope you'll go back to it. My 10-year-old son, Jacob, was on, and he shared a quote from Albert Einstein, and it was a great conversation. He's such a great kid. Um, 
it's just really fun to spend time with him. Maybe we'll have him on again. Um, and that was our 50th episode. So thank you to everyone who listens, um, who tunes in, who subscribes, if you haven't already. Again, I ask you to please um, subscribe, leave a review where you find your podcast, a rating and a review if you can, um, or one or the other, either way. Um, all that algorithm stuff helps get this show out to more people um, and helps us to achieve our goal with the show, which is to glorify God. So thanks so much for hanging out with me. I, we are still open to more quotes. Um, we're almost done with season three, but already starting to think about season four. So if you have a quote you'd like discussed um, or a guest you'd love to hear on the show, please follow the show on Instagram, quote me underscore podcast. You can message me there or you can contact me at my website, lindsayschlegel.com. Until next time, thanks so much. God bless you.